So the only way to build a business that grows without you is to get other people to do everything that you do starting now. This is the reality of building a business. Um, a lot of times I've, I've, I've seen people that were doing you know, half a million dollars a month in sales and they were still doing all of their customer service, uh, which is crazy. I mean, they had nobody else working for them. They were doing everything themselves and they would kind of cap out because eventually the goal is to keep sort of upgrading the tasks that you're doing so that it kind of like starts off like you literally do everything from customer service to website design to everything if you're running an online business to at the very highest level, I mean, you're literally just an investor. Like you do nothing in the business. Maybe you sit on the board and decide if the CEO gets sort of hired, fired, or compensated differently. Um, but that is the kind of path. And some people jump all the way up there. They start off as an investor and so forth. But most of us, we're here to be entrepreneurs. And so we got to figure out how to get other people to do stuff. And so my very first hire, I mean, I, I worked for uh, Citigroup and energy trading right out of college. And I found out very quickly that job was not for me or any job was not for me. So I left after about seven months to go build my first business uh, doing e-commerce stuff. And I was cranking along building that business. I think it was doing maybe a few grand a month in profit, enough just to pay myself. And so I came from this job where you know you make a lot of you work insane hours from like 5 a.m to 9 p.m is kind of normal in that uh, kind of investment banking energy trading job and i knew that after basically another year i would be at the next level which i believe was an associate and i'd be making kind of six figures here i was with my tiny little e-commerce business making three grand a month and but i realized that i was just overloaded with work and i couldn't grow any further because i didn't have ran out of time and so I had to hire somebody. So I literally hired my first employee on Craigslist to take over a lot of the customer service stuff that I was doing. Uh, and basically gave all of my profits and all of my compensation to him with the hope that in a short period of time, we'd be able to increase sales and profits enough that I could pay myself again. Uh, and that's what happened. And so that was the only way to get out of it is to start bringing on people to doing these things that are taking up all of your time, which sounds very basic, but I find a lot of times people are just not doing that. They're still doing stuff they don't need to be doing, even if they have, you know, say a seven-figure e-commerce business. And I think part of it is either subconsciously or consciously they realize that there's a reality of hiring that's kind of unavoidable. That at first, it's going to be more work for you and you're going to have less profit, even if the goal is eventually less work for you and more profit. But always, there's going to be some sort of training period of time. So you're going to have to keep doing the job you're already doing and you're gonna to have to train this new person, and you're not gonna make any more money on day one unless they're like a commission-only salesperson or something. So you're gonna have this person that you now have to pay for, uh, which means that your goal is more profit, but you're actually making less money. But that's just the reality of hiring. I think the nature of getting anybody to do anything in your life, what I've kind of realized recently, after reading this book called Buy Back Your Time by guy Dan Martell, something that kind of stood out to me, and it was kind of not necessarily something that he said, but it's like, it's almost always faster to do something yourself because you can literally just like that moment you think of it, you can do it. Uh, versus if you get somebody else to do it, whether it's like a house chore or something in your business, you have to then think about, okay, who am I going to get to do this? How am I going to find them? How am I going to communicate how they do this? How am I going to check up and make sure they actually do this thing? It's always slower. But the trade-off is you run out of time um, and you can't do anything else. And so you have to go get other people to do these things, even if it's slower. And so just know that it's going to cost more money up front and it's going to be taking more time or be slower 
but that's okay. I mean, that's the nature of how, you know, say Jeff Bezos, for example, started off packing boxes and stuff for Amazon in the early 90s, and then now he's worth $200 billion and does whatever you want to do. Um, just because eventually he just kept upgrading his skills over time and getting people to do more and more stuff, including now running all of Amazon with the CEO that they have in there today. He doesn't even run Amazon anymore. Um, so that's kind of the evolution. And so another reality of this process is I heard uh, these guys, I can't remember his name, I think Andrew Wilkinson owns a holding company called Tiny Capital. And he was talking about hiring CEOs because they own multiple businesses. So he said with hiring CEOs, I think they were doing a podcast episode and somebody was like, how do you hire a good CEO? Or how do you find a good one? And they mentioned a phrase that I think is very true and is a good reminder. He called it building scar tissue, meaning that you're going to try, whether it's you're hiring your first customer service person or whether you're hiring literally a CEO to run your whole business, if you've never done it before, and even if you have done it before, but especially if you've never done it before, there's a good chance it's not going to go well the first time. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know who you're hiring for. You don't know what you're looking for, how to evaluate them. That's totally fine. You, but there's, the only other option is to literally do it yourself forever or just quit, which are not great options. So if you're, the only other path is to give it a try. Do the best job you can. Ask for guidance from somebody who's done it before, read books, but eventually you gotta give it a try. And knowing that there's a good chance it's not gonna work the first time, and that's what he calls building scar tissue. And it's like, okay, I've tried to hire, for example, like this CEO, didn't really work out. Try to hire this CEO, didn't really work out. Third time, you're like, okay, I'm getting a little better at it, now this machine is kinda working. So when it comes to hiring anybody for any role, a lot of times people don't do it because they're like, oh, I tried it once and it didn't work out. You gotta try it again, <laughs> otherwise you're doing this thing forever by yourself. And so expect to be building scar tissue, as the Andrew Wilkinson says, I like that phrase. Uh, so expect that to be part of the process. And then I believe as a general philosophy, hire the best people you possibly can. And this is something that I've oscillated between over the years. Um, when I'm not stressed out, I'm better at this. When I'm stressed out, I'm terrible at this, is to hire good people and let them fail. Because you think for yourself, at any skill you've built in business, you failed a bunch at it. Like I failed a bunch trying to sell stuff that didn't work out, doing marketing, copywriting, running Facebook ads. Um, literally any skill in business, I failed a lot at it. That I'm, Say any skill I'm good at, I failed a lot at it and then eventually got good at it. So you wanna hire people that already have some of these skills. Um, so you're kind of shortcutting that process. They've kind of learned on somebody else's dime. But still to get them to the next level, they're going to need to fail at the thing. Now you don't want this to ruin your business, but it's okay if they try something and mess up, try something and mess up, because now they're kind of getting those iterations that you got along the way, that you paid for with your own money, now you're kind of paying for their training. So have your parameters in there so it doesn't destroy the whole business, but hire good people, and if they're good, they're honest, they're hardworking, they've got good skills, they're willing to learn, they're eventually gonna learn through these iterations the same exactly as you did. Um, and then kind of, this is the, the general process. So everything that you're possibly doing in your business today that you don't want to be doing, you have to go through this process. And then the last hire before you retire is the CEO. And so some people never want to hire a CEO. They want to run the business forever themselves, but eventually it is possible to hire somebody to run your entire business for you. I think this is an important distinction that I realized, I don't know, maybe five years ago or something like that, is that uh, you don't have to run the business forever yourself, but somebody has to run it. I think the, the notion of a 100% automatic business, meaning it just runs, it's automated, there's nobody needs to manage it, it just prints money for you, I think is nonsense. I think the only things that exist like that 
are if you buy, if you're like a minority investor in a company that maybe pays dividends or just kind of appreciates over time and you have no say in the business, but you just sit back and watch what happens. I think that's one way to kind of make automatic income, assuming the business actually does well. But even there, there's some like active component because if that business starts tanking, hopefully you're paying attention and you move your money somewhere else. Uh, the only way to do it, and I think in an individual business that you control, is you hire somebody that's properly skilled, has the right attitude, and is properly incentivized, just like you are as an owner, to grow the business. You need someone hungry running the thing because you're inevitably, no matter what business you're in, you're gonna be competing against somebody that's also hungry, that is developing products, doing marketing, trying to beat you and take your sales all day long. Um, you need somebody that's doing those same things in your business, developing new products, pushing marketing, developing employees, and that at the end of the day wants to make more money. So they need a salary, they need some sort of bonus, and ideally some sort of equity or equity-like incentive plan. Same as basically your motivation is to run the business. Uh, you need somebody like that in there. So that is the kind of going through this exact same process. Expect to have more work and less profit up front. Build scar tissue, hire good people and let them fail. Those same exact three things eventually apply to your last hire, which is the CEO. Um, this is, you know, especially going back to the scar tissue concept, going to be required. And I'm still going through this process myself of figuring out how do I get people to run entire businesses that I own without me feeling the need, desire, or to jump back in and sort of like um, take control of the thing. It's a battle every single day, but that is the path. Eventually, I'd like to own lots of different businesses because I found out I don't really like running an entire business myself, managing, I don't like dealing with a lot of that kind of stuff, but I still love doing business and I like experiencing and helping businesses grow, but I want somebody else to kind of run the day-to-day -day operations. So still figuring this out myself, but I believe this is the process and that's how you can build a business where your time is like an hour a month. Imagine sitting on a board of a well-run business, just making sure the CEO is delivering on his or her financial plans that you've also kind of had a say in. And as long as those are being delivered on and the CEO doesn't need any help, you do literally nothing else the other time. That's how some people could sit on boards of 30 different companies and have a financial incentive in each one because I believe that is the ultimate goal. So hopefully this helps as you kind of uh, work on your journey as an entrepreneur, upgrading your skills, getting other people to take different areas of your business off your plate so you can keep doing the things that are keeping you interested in business at all. So please subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcasting platform or to my YouTube channel, and I'll see you next time.